The Business Roundtable is an association of chief executive officers of leading U.S. companies and has just issued a publication titled More Intelligence, More Effective Cybersecurity Protection. The paper offers what the roundtable characterizes as an alternative strategy that builds on information sharing and avoids a government-dominated approach heavy with cybersecurity regulation. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. And to discuss the publication, I'm joined by Liz Gaster, a Business Roundtable Vice President who oversees the Association's Information and Technology Committee. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much, Eric. Please take a few moments to explain the key points found in the publication. The paper is really targeted at some specific recommendations that the CEOs have that they think will really help to make the country safer. The concept centers around information sharing, very sophisticated types of information sharing in kind of a real-time, actionable way because the government has access to some very helpful, uh, generally at the classified level, information about some of the most uh, pernicious threats that we're seeing in real time. And if companies and, and the government are able to share information of that nature, companies can quickly marshal resources to deal with those threats effectively, and they're confident that once this kind of real-time capability is created, they'll be able to take that threat information and integrate it into their risk analysis, risk management abilities, and be able to use the most effective resources to address those threats. Can you discuss several of the major points in this paper? The idea really is that we want to avoid a kind of regulatory model that says we're going to pass a law that requires standards to be implemented because uh, our companies feel that standards, while useful, they tend to be stagnant in their capabilities and not evolving sufficiently to address these threats and that by having access to the most real-time and actionable information, uh, we can actually deploy our capabilities to those threats. And furthermore, companies are at the CEO level saying, we care about this as an economic imperative. This cybersecurity is so important to our fundamental functions as businesses in running financial services companies, electric power companies, chemical companies. We need to recognize how important cybersecurity is, and all the CEOs do, and say, together, what can we do as leaders in these industries to make the country safer? And they are saying, we will step up to making cybersecurity a top priority within our companies by resourcing as appropriate to address the most dangerous threats as long as we have good information so we know where to direct our resources. You make a point, and, and I think even people who favor regulation would not disagree that the owners of this critical of the critical infrastructure know how best to secure the infrastructure. Still, there exists a mistrust of some businesses that operate the critical infrastructure that they will put profit ahead of public interest by not investing properly and sufficiently in cyber protection. How do you respond to those critics? 
Well, I think the most important thing to keep in mind here is that it is a financial and economic imperative to address these cybersecurity risks. These interests are not at all at odds. They are very much aligned. Companies are committed to addressing any kind of cybersecurity risks that could jeopardize the infrastructures that they are owning and operating because that is just fundamental to reliability and capabilities that these companies engage in. This is why these companies are operating to uh, meet the needs of the economy and our customers by making our services as resilient as possible. You know, some people would argue that the need for some form of regulation is because these infrastructure is so important to the well-being of the nation, and the nation has an interest in that, and they should have some say in that. I would agree, and I think the CEOs would definitely agree about the level of priority associated with this matter. There's no debate that this is a number one top priority as we look at our economy. But what the companies are also saying is that we need to do this smartly. We have a very sophisticated adversary that can change their techniques very rapidly. And if we are going to be effective and utilizing the kinds of capabilities to mitigate against those risks and to respond effectively to protect our networks, we are going to be deploying the most up-to-date capabilities at any given time. Regulation by its nature tends to be very stationary, static as of a point in time. It tends to be compliance-based. Check the box. Do the following things. That is not the best mechanism for addressing threats that are changing all the time. When the original draft of the Cybersecurity Act of 2012 and was introduced in the 112th Congress, it contained provisions that would have allowed the federal government to regulate cybersecurity among critical infrastructure owners. Hearing a loud objection from industry, the bill's sponsors excise that provision and instead offer what they saw as a compromise with business. The federal government and industry would, would collaborate to develop IT security best practices that businesses could voluntarily adopt. Still, groups such as yours, the Business Roundtable and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce oppose the revision. What's wrong with the federal government and industry to work together to develop best IT security practices the industry can voluntarily adopt? You are right that the legislation did evolve from the time that it was introduced uh, to the time that it was voted on on the Senate floor, and there were some very important improvements made to the legislation during that time. The approach that's being taken here is to focus on best practices, and it makes an underlying assumption that deploying those best practices will, in fact, be effective in addressing cybersecurity risks. And that's the concern that our CEOs have, is that while best practices are a useful tool, they are not alone going to be sufficient to deflect the most pernicious adversaries. And we could be left with an impression that we are safer than we are if we are not working together, resetting the nature of the relationship, redefining the nature of the relationship between government and industry. It's a much more of a strategic partnership around what those most serious threats are. That's really where the resources of companies and the resources of government need to be brought to bear together to focus on how to respond to those most serious threats rather than focusing exclusively on best practices that are going to do very little to address these kinds of risks. 
But it wasn't exclusively on best practices. Obviously, the legislation addressed information sharing, something obviously the organization is is promoting. That's right. You're saying that having experts from business, and this would be, and this could be industry specific businesses too, and government with the people who are involved in that would be a waste of time to putting their minds together to come up with with best practices. Um, just the opposite. I'm saying that um, bringing those same minds together to focus on how to address the greatest risks in an evolving way would be a very useful way of focusing our attention rather than focusing on a particular best practice that is stationary as of a point in time and that may not be useful in the long run to deflecting the greatest risk. So the first concept here is to focus on the threats that are of greatest concern. When we think about critical infrastructure protection, uh, we're really not talking about day-to-day hygiene of computers uh, the way perhaps um, our family members at home may be using our computers. We're really thinking about what steps need to be taken to make sure that we don't have any kind of significant disruptions in our core infrastructures that could in any way jeopardize human health, human life, or our economy. And so what we're talking about is a much more sophisticated kind of relationship to deal with a much more sophisticated kind of problem. The publication uh, Business Roundtable put out expresses support for cybersecurity legislation introduced in the last Congress known as CISPA, this Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act. Civil libertarians and privacy groups contend that legislation such as CISPA could give businesses that share information sweeping immunities provided they act, quote, in good faith, unquote, giving them exemptions from liability for all decisions made based on cyber threat information, a term such legislation leaves uh, nebulous. Uh, What's your response to such criticism? Well, first of all, I think that the provisions that have been included in the legislation that provide protections for information sharing are very important, and it's important to understand the instances in which they might be appropriate. For example, we talk about antitrust protections. They may be relevant if companies are, that are typically competitors are sharing very sensitive information with each other. We want to be sure that the information isn't used for competitive advantage. It's being used so that both companies can have access to very serious information that may be useful to make the whole infrastructure safer. So those companies, we want that kind of information sharing to go on. It may be helpful to all of those customers, and we don't want antitrust rules to prevent that kind of sharing. In the case of liability protections, companies may want to share information with government right when something is occurring, when an incident uh, is arising or there's indicia that something may be occurring, but it's so early in the process that they're not sure yet. Yet they want to bring in government, for example, or a sector to alert them that such a phenomena is something they're seeing in the first instance. We want to encourage that kind of early warning sharing without concern that if it turns out to be that their initial reports are uh, of some other situation or uh, not as significant, that there won't be any kind of liability associated with having reported that information. Or in the flip side, where government may be sharing an array of information with a company and it uses some information but does not act on all the information because some information appears to be more timely and actionable than other information, we want to make sure that companies are protected from 
from liability for those actions as long as they're made in good faith. So that in good faith language is very, very important and narrows the protection considerably as any court would likely find in the case uh, where that were to arise. Thanks, Liz. Thank you very much, Eric. I enjoyed it. I've been speaking with Liz Gaster of the Business Roundtable. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.